Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, and you've just entered the database. And for today's issue, we are going to talk about the topic of Eretz Yisrael and why you should love Eretz Yisrael. Right? Something that's obviously on people's minds lately, whether or not you are celebrating the events of Hey Er or the impact of Hey Er, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Chag Ma'atzma'ut, Yom Ha'atzmas, whatever you want to call it, and however you relate to it, um, we would be remiss to not think about Eretz Yisrael, and certainly in Mishkachech Yerushalayim and Tishkach Yemini. So we think about Eretz Yisrael, we think about Yerushalayim. Um, Yom Yerushalayim is coming up as well. And there is what to think about, because I think there is something that wherever you fall on the political spectrum, at least in terms of, of Hey Er, the very least, the, the thing that we all have in common um, as members of Klai Israel is hopefully our Ahavas Eretz Israel, our love for the land, that is, the land of Israel, the land of Yaakov Avinu, the land of the Avos, right? So that is Eretz Israel. And the question that I think is important for us to think about during this time, once again, regardless of what we feel about the politics, regardless of how we feel about the hashkafa, right? Because there, there, there are just you know it's one, it's one of those politically complicated things, and you know for for better or for worse, it just is what it is. There are people on both sides of the conversation in terms of the Medina or the state, and that's not the conversation that we're having right now. And we're not having a conversation whether or not it's appropriate to recite halal with a bracha or or how we come to a decision like that. Maybe we'll come back to that in a little bit. But I want us to think about the thing that we do have in common, which is, once again, our connection that we all hopefully have to Eretz Yisrael, whether we've been there or not, whether we plan to go there um, long-term soon or not, um, which, again, is also something that you should constantly be thinking about, because, again, you should never forget. But uh, all that said, um, it's important for us to think about what is our connection and why that connection is there. And we'll do that after we just thank our sponsors. Firstly, Lili Nishmas, Shmuel Menachem ben Arielev, and Leah Bas Avraham, whose Nishamas should have an Aliyah. And of course, our second time sponsors, Yonan Khani Laster, um, who have also donated both, both donations, beautiful donations. And if you want to make a beautiful donation um, of any kind, any size, reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B E I S, at gmail.com. And you can make your dedication today. Now, once again, um, we know why we're here. I already told you why we're here. And it's one of those things, interestingly enough, the topic of Eretz Yisrael and how we relate to it, it's one of those things that speaks to, um, I would say, a majority of Klal Yisrael, and regardless of their political and religious affiliations, which is something that I, I, I think is important to consider, right? That we all um, can say that we either love Eretz Yisrael or we at least want to love Eretz Yisrael, that we want to have a connection to the land. And if we all seem to feel that, right, you know, even the, you know, the, the, the most... Um, even the, the, the greatest haters of the, of the Medina, let's say, and for whatever the Hashkafa is, they, you know, they all would tell you 
that there's something good, at the very least, about the land. You have to be one of the Miraglim, literally, to, 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 to say anything bad about Eretz Yisrael, or you just have to be someone who's really cynical and, and, and jaded and complacent, you know, a spoiled American, um, to, to say something bad about Eretz Yisrael. But what, what, what is it, then? What, what is it about Eretz Yisrael that speaks to us all? Or what is it about Eretz Yisrael that should speak to us all? I think the answer to the question is very obvious, but I don't think everyone actually knows the answer, ironically. Some, sometimes the most obvious things, um, are, they actually get muffled in, um, just, our, I, just in general, navigating through life. Sometimes we forget some obvious things because we are influenced by other cultures, by other, um, I guess, by, by, by other walks of life that are not connected to the most intrinsic aspects of the things that you're supposed to be thinking about. So, what do I mean? What I mean is, if you were to ask anyone the question of why they love Eretz Yisrael, you might get different answers depending on where the person lives, first of all. And um, you might get a different answer depending on how, how religious the person is, how involved in, maybe you might say, yeah, the politics how involved they are in that. So you might get different answers. You might, you, might, you might have someone who will say that I love Eretz Yisrael because it's my home. Right? That's, that, that, that might be an answer for someone who lives in Eretz Yisrael. That might even be an answer for someone who does not live in Eretz Yisrael because, um, after all, you know, we know even if you're not living there, we all know that we should be living there. And we should all have it on our minds uh, you know, that we should never find ourselves kavua in Gullus. If that's where we are, we should always have the expectancy and the hope and the yearning constantly that we're going to be able to leave here and all be there. So you, you might say that it's home. Right? And, and then how does this affect, right? how might this affect whether or not you're going to say Hallel on, 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 a, on a day like this? Forget, for, forget whether or not you recite a bracha, not, not even talking about that. Um, but, you, you know, you might say, someone who's really patriotic, you might say, that, yeah, you know, because Eretz Yisrael is my home. And you'll have that nationalistic approach. And, you know, this also may or may not affect whether or not you're going to hoist a, um, a flag that has blue and white stripes and it has, has a star that's often, um, you know, referred to as the Magain David or, or the Magain David, right, the, the, the two triangles intersecting. So whether or not you're going to do that, again, this, the answer might be the same and might be different. But here's the point. And again, the point's very simple. A lot of countries have this. Right, let's just take America, for example. You, if, if you love Eretzstraw because you love, you know, you love the you love Tzahal, you love the army, you love the soldiers... You know, you may love it because, let's say you're an Israeli citizen, you love it because it's home, and you don't know of any other home. Well, guess what? There are other people in the world that have other homes that are not in Eretz Yisrael. There are other people that live in a country that has an army and soldiers and has patriotism, right? America, you know, know, great great American patriots, you know, there are not so many of them left, but the the people that that are proud of their country, proud of their home, Proud of the the values of the country, right? So the the, the the culture, these things exist in other places. America has a flag, right? You go to you know any young Israel shul in America, 
right? So you'll find the American flag on one side, you'll find the Israeli flag on the other side, and you do the same thing in a place that's not America. You go to you go to Montreal, you'll find a, a flag. You'll find on one side of the shul, you know, you may see um, the Israeli flag on one side, and then you'll see the flag of Quebec or you know, the flag, um, the Canadian flag with the maple leaf on it on the other side. The point is, you know, all countries have a flag. Um, so Israel has a flag. Other countries have a flag. Okay. Um, all countries or many countries have a national anthem, right? America has like a bunch of them, um, you know, Star Spangled Banner, whatever it is. And you could sing the song and you could sing it proud, sing it loud, whatever, however you want to do it. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, if, if you're, if you're into the, if you're into Hatikva and that, and that, that's, you know, that's, that's your national anthem. Okay. But other countries have a national anthem. So... Well, what exactly speaks to you? Well, why are we different? And if the answer is, we're all, you know, you could say we're better, maybe. You know, everyone's home team is better. But is, is that what Israel is? Is Israel just, you know, that's, that's our place. You know, uh, that's our home team. And right, sometimes you have, a, sometimes your favorite sports team, for example, is the team of a random state that you don't even live in, but for some reason you've decided that that's your favorite sports team. And that's going to be your team. You're with them, your diehard fan, um, through thick and thin. And, you know, for, for, for us, that, you know, that, that, that could just be Israel. You know, we, okay, I don't live there. Um, maybe I'll move there, maybe not. I definitely love to visit there sometimes on the Yom Tovim or whenever I get a chance to go when I'm on vacation. So is, is that what Israel is? Is Israel just a great vacation spot? Is, is, is it a place where we have friends and family who live there? Is it a place that I once went to yeshiva there to learn? And when I was there on, on uh, Yom Hasmud, it was a very fun day. Right, so if that's it, then you haven't really, you know, you haven't really justified, um, in, in my mind, the intrinsic Ahavas Eretz Yisrael that is supposed to perhaps be felt. And maybe, you know, if you have any, if you, if you have any, any, any reason to feel proud or any reason to feel inspired or any reason to feel gratitude, so you might on a certain level hit a baseline in terms of all these things that we just mentioned about Aris Yisrael, which, you know, other countries have. And you should be grateful for, for all these things, for having a home, having a place to go for vacations, having a, you know, having a place to, to feel patriotic about that that's your home or your home team. But... That's 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 not what Eretzstrel is. Eretzstrel is not merely a plot of land. It's not merely a place that may or, you know may have an anthem or a flag, or politics and culture. These things exist in other countries and other places in the world. And if you love Eretzstrel for just these reasons, then that's kind of if I can compare it, I would say if someone gives you a special Safer Torah as a present. Imagine if you get a present like that. You know, someone gives you a Safer Torah, and you look at it, and you're you're awestruck, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is beautiful! I love it, and I'm gonna take it with me everywhere." And then you take the Safer Torah and you start wrapping it around yourself, like like you're a mummy, you know. And you just like you know you cover you know you just wrap yourself like you know sometimes you see like little haftio with those toilet paper um, wrapping contests. So you just do that with the Safer Torah. And you're expressing your love for it. So that often is how 
um, you, you know, you might um, think of, you might not think of this, maybe you never thought of that muscle in your life, but uh, I just made it up now. But that can be what Eretz Yisrael is to many people. Of course we love it. Of course the land is beautiful, right? You might love the land because it's a beautiful land. It, it, it literally is a beautiful land, flowing with milk and honey, whether that's literal or not, whether that's just a metaphor. The point is you look at the land. Um, I, I, I happen to love the way the land looks. It's beautiful. I, I, I miss the hikes that I used to take when I was in yeshiva. But is that what Eretz Yisrael was? Was Eretz Yisrael just a place with good scenery? Um, is that a place with really good honey? You know, um, I happen to like the honey from Eretz Yisrael. Whenever we would go, um, you know, whenever I would go for yeshiva and I would come back, I would always come back with with, um, with honey that I got from Eretz Yisrael. You might love the pre-got drinks. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe you like milk in a bag. Maybe you don't like milk in a bag. The, the, the point is, the, the point is that let's, let's, let's not take the Sefer Torah and wrap it around ourselves and, you know, because, because we love it so much. Meaning, there, the, if you, we, we know that if we would treat a Sefer Torah like that, the obvious problem is you're being mezalzel, something that's kadosh. You are making a bizay on something that's holy. You're making an embarrassment of something that is on such a high level that if we would, you, know, you cheapen the Sefer Torah. And if Eretz Yisrael is just a place where you have an anthem and a flag, and this is my home team, and that's what I love about it, I don't know another place that I can call home, then in a certain sense, I would say that even though these are all things that you should certainly have gratitude for, thank Hashem for, and if you're, if you're someone who's going to say Hallel, then you should say, you should say that with the greatest um, you know, amount of, of gratitude. Hodu Lashem Kito Kilio Lomchasto. But if that's all Eretz Yisrael is to you, then, you, then in, a, in a great sense, in a profound sense, I would say that you've cheapened it. So then what is so special about Eretz Yisrael beyond all of these very important things that we should all value? So the, the, the answer is, Eretz Yisrael is the only city in the world, it's the only, or it's the only land in the world, and Yerushalayim is the only city in the world that can be called an Ir HaKodesh. It's Hashem's holy land. It's the, it's, the, it's the land that Hashem literally promised to our forefathers. It's the promised land. And it's the land where Hashem designated for us to serve Him. Right? When we, the word Sion, whether or not you're Tzioni, not the point. The word Sion means a, it's a looking point. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that you point at. It's the center of the world. What does that mean? That the Torah ultimately emanates from this place. The, the Tefillah is on a higher level when you're diving in Eretz Yisrael. The closer you are to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, right? There are degrees of holiness. There are degrees of holiness in time. Right? Shabbos is the holiest time of the week. Yom Kippur might be the holiest time of the year. And we have it in space. The, the closer you are to Eretz Yisrael, the more Kedusha you get. The, when you're in, in Eretz Yisrael, the holiest city in there is Yerushalayim. The holiest, the holiest makom in Yerushalayim is the makom HaMikdash. Even holier than that, in the makom HaMikdash is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And if that doesn't speak to you, if, if the reason that you don't love Eretz Yisrael, sorry, the reason that you love Eretz Yisrael has nothing to do with the fact that this is Hashem's land, the land where, the, where Hashem's Kedusha and His Shechina exists most prominently, that this is the land that Hashem said, your mitzvos count here, the, the Ramban Ali says this, your mitzvos count more there than anywhere else, that this is the place where Hashem wants His center to be, that you love Eretz Yisrael because Hashem loves Eretz Yisrael, that Hashem decided that this is going to be the, the center of the world, then you, you, you might have cheapened Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, more than anything else, should inspire anyone who celebrates Yom HaAtzmut, 
or Yom Yerushalayim, if anything more than you know more than anything else, that should inspire the most religiosity out of any individual that's living there. Because if you're living there and you're not living there to observe Hashem's Torah, you're just living there because this is my homeland, then guess what? We have plenty of you back here in America. We have pl- you know, plenty of people who will, you know, we, who will sing the anthem. They, they will even stand up for the anthem. They'll wave the flag. They'll appreciate the, the, the culture of their country and sacrifices made by, by courageous soldiers. A lot of countries have that. Maybe Israel has a better one. But that, you know, but again, quality, quantity, that does it really, ma- does it really matter that we're just the best? If the, if the answer is, yeah, we're just quantitatively better and qualitatively better, no, the, the, it's not a difference in quantity and quality. Eretz Yisrael is a difference in kind. It's different than any other country because of the Kedusha that manifests from it. There is no Kedusha in America. There might be places, right, you, if, if someone builds... Right, if you, someone builds a, a mikdash, in a mikdash ma'ad in America, then that 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 it's infused with holiness. You know why? Because some holiness was devoted to it. Holiness was was vested in it, invested and vested. But Eretz Yisrael, Hashem chose it. It's nivchar. Right, a person can can convert. He can take on levels of kedusha. A person can become a nazir if he wants to elevate himself in levels of kedusha, or you could be nivchar. You could be chosen. You could be chosen because whatever reason, Hashem decided that you're going to hold this responsibility. And that means if you have a connection to Eretz Yisrael, that comes with responsibility. If you're going to say halal, then you're saying it because you understand the importance of being in a makam kadosh, that Hashem has granted us this makam kadosh. And by the way, if, if this is all true, that if it's about the, the connection to Kedusha, the sensitivity to Kedusha, then whether or not you recite Hallel is not going to be affected by politics or culture or Hashkafa. It's going, to, it's going to be affected by your best understanding of Ratzon Hashem, which is always um, to be deciphered by the Chachamim of the times, the poskim of the times. That, that, that's how you answer that question. The, the, the question of whether or not you can recite Prakim of Tehillim. So you can recite Prakim of Tehillim whenever you want. You know, the Chazal say you shouldn't say Halel Mitzri every day, um, or, or Halel Gadol every day, whatever, whatever the Gemara says in Sachem. And so that, that's true. You can recite Tehillim every day, and you could be thankful every day to Hashem. But, you know, whether or not you recite Hadla with a Bracha is going to be affected by the same thing, not by your politics, not by, not by the culture but by your sensitivity to Kedusha and Ratzon Hashem. Right? You know, because even though you know, it says, it says um, in, the, in the Gemara and Ksubis that someone who dwells outside Eretz Yisrael, it's like he has no God. That's... But how about a person who's dwelling in Eretz Yisrael, but he's not worshiping God? Or he's not, you know, he's not, he's not engaging in Eretz Hashem. Someone who's dwelling in the land but they have not decided that they're going to commit themselves. You know, they're going to live a nice life, they're going to appreciate the culture, appreciate the land, appreciate the, the bamba and the falafel, and visiting the Kotel every now and then, seeing the sights. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe every once in a while, you know, you know, you'll thank God. You know, we're not saying you're an atheist, but you haven't committed yourself to his service. So could we say that maybe... If someone who lives a lifestyle that they don't really have a God, um, are they any more 
of someone who has a god than the person dwelling outside Eretz Yisrael. So meaning, if if you you know if if hey er means something to you, but it has no religious expression, then well that that would be the reason why halal this should not make a difference, because halal is a religious expression, and whether or how you say halal should also be affected and influenced by a religious question, a an observant halachic question, a ratzon Hashem oriented question. Right? If that's not what it, what's affecting it, then again, we have plenty of that back in America as well, and in other countries in the world. But that's why you have to love Eretz Yisrael. If you're saying halal, it's because you're thanking Hashem. And if you're in America and you're saying halal, recognize that we're still in Gullus, we're not in Hashem's land. But again, the more, the more Zionist you are, then really the more religious you should be. And we have to constantly be thinking about what about Eretz Yisrael is that we love, and if it's just about Jewish identity then, well, guess what? Americans have an identity, too. Be, and just being able to identify yourself might, might not be enough in the long run. It's not about identity. It's not about culture. It's not about politics. It's about your connection to the Eretz HaKodesh. It's about your connection to the place that Hashem said will be the center of the world from which Torah emanates and where our tefilos and our mitzvos count more because there's a higher level of the Shekhinah involvement. Either that's, that's what has to be, affect our relationship to Eretz Yisrael. And if you love Eretz Yisrael, you know, that, that should be the reason why. And we should all love Eretz Yisrael. And we should love it for all the good reasons that apply. We should be grateful to all the wonderful things that Hashem has given us um, in connection to Eretz Yisrael. And also realize why, again, we should love, we should love Eretz Yisrael. Why we should love the, the gifts that Hashem gives us, especially the gifts that come with Kedusha. Not to wrap ourselves you know, in a, in a in, and, and even Zazel, the Sefer Torah, but to value for what it's actually worth, not to cheapen it, but to, to relate to it with the sensitive level of Kedusha that, that emanates from therein. And that, that's how, you know, that's how we should walk through life, answering all of our questions in terms of what's Ratzon Hashem. Why, you know, if, if I'm happy and I want to thank Hashem, what am I actually thanking Hashem for? And how, how am I making that decision of how I'm going to thank Hashem? Again, with the example of Halal, the way to answer whether or not you say Halal is not what your political affiliation is. That's not how you answer the question of, 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 of reciting Halal. And, you know, whoever, whoever's asking the question, whoever's making a decision, you know, that's where it has to come from. And that might differ. It might differ because there, there are different hashkafas that exist. But, you know, that's not, you know, that's not the hat that you wear for this. But, again, you know, we, you know, we have a lot to appreciate, um, you know, when we think about Eretz Yisrael, regardless of other affiliations. And the religious expression um, is, is, is the expression that comes from our understanding of Ratzon Hashem and the sense of level Kedusha that exists. Anyway, I think that's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah, as that is the Ratzon Hashem. Thanks for joining us here at the Database.